say welcome this morning to you guys and also to those who are watching us online, Facebook Live, out there in the only internet watching us. We want to welcome you. We're glad you're here with us this morning. And so we're going to start a new series this morning, and it's about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, come on, y'all get excited. It's about the Holy Spirit this morning. And we're going to talk about who is he? And just, so I'm going to give you some, some, some background. And uh, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit just how he is in Scripture. But my background, and I'm going to try not to be opinionated and, and put my opinion in any of this because I grew up full gospel uh, which is a Pentecostal church I grew up Pentecostal so we may not all believe the same way that's okay it's okay to be different different it's just different and it's okay so uh, that's just, that's my bent that's my lean towards that but this morning I'm going to try not to lean that way, but to just give you what Scripture says. And we'll let Scripture interpret Scripture. Amen? Okay, so we're going to talk about this morning, who is he? And we're talking about who is he, who is the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to start off, jump right in there. we got a lot of Scripture this morning, so if... Uh, you're taking notes. I'm taking notes really, really fast. We've got a lot of scripture to cover. And then uh, if you're on, you, know, you can follow some new version. It'll be events. It's not working. It'll be up at some point. And you can uh, save, save the notes and stuff. So, But we're going to start in John chapter 14. We're going to read verses 15 through 17. And we're going to stay in that same chapter. And we're immediately going to go to verse 25 and 26. John chapter 14, verse 15. It says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I say to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we're so thankful, Lord, for your goodness, God, your grace and your mercy, God, Lord, that it's, it's new every morning. And God, we just ask that you would sweep over these people. God, Lord, that you would anoint the ears, the minds, that they not only could hear, but God, Lord, that they can hear. That you are speaking to each and every one of us this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Okay. So who is he? Who is the Holy Spirit? 
who is the Holy Spirit? Now, those of you that have been in church a long time, you've heard, made mention the Holy Spirit for a long time. Those of you who have been in church a short time, you've heard mention of the Holy Spirit. Those of you who have just been in here just this morning, you've already heard mention of the Holy Spirit. So who is the Holy Spirit? Who is He? He is the third part of the Trinity or the Trinitarian Godhead. He has always existed just like God the Father and God the Son, Jesus. God the Holy Spirit is a He and not a He. A person, not a thing. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about the Trinity. How many of you ever heard the word Trinity or Trinitarian Godhead? So uh, I was talking to Pastor Cass this morning. I was talking to my wife yesterday. And the Trinity, uh, God is so much more complex. And there's so much more to God than what I can explain you. What I can explain to you. But God in His Scripture has given us uh, glimpses of Him in Scripture so that we can know who He is. And so, He's part of the Trinity. That God the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, part of the Godhead. And if we'll go back to the previous verse, previous verse, be fine. Next one. It says, These things I, so this is Jesus, these things I, speaking of Jesus, next. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, so the Helper is the Holy Spirit, so Jesus is I, says I, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father, Father God, God the Holy Spirit, will send in my name, Jesus. There's an example of the Trinity right there. That's in Scripture. The Trinitarian Godhead right there. Now, you can't have God the Father without accepting God the Son. It's a fact. And you can't accept God the Son if God the Holy Spirit didn't bring you to Him. So, God the Holy Spirit is constantly, always going to point you to God the Son. So, God the, the Holy Spirit is pointing you to God the Son. God the Son is pointing you towards God the Father. And the God the Father is constantly pointing you back to God the Holy Spirit. It's just the way it works, y'all. And, and, and in our mind, my mind, not ours, mine, my mind, it's uh, he's, he's so much more complex than that. There's so much more to God than that, than, than, than what I can comprehend. And so, in this, he just reveals enough so that you can know. So that you can know. So he, he's always existed. So, y'all don't go to sleep over. 
just, I'm gonna get real boring. I'm a very analytical type guy. So I'm, it's, it's gonna get boring. Some of you may be interesting. Some of you guys are like me, maybe But he's always existed. Right? So two, the Holy Spirit is who? God. So if I was to say, God the Father is my God, y'all would be okay with that. If I was to say, Jesus, who is God the Son, is my God, you would probably be okay with that. And you may be okay when I say, God the Holy Spirit, that's my God. All three are true statements. God the Father is my God. God the Son is my God. And God the Holy Spirit is just as much my God as the other two. And He's just as much God as the other two. Does that make sense? Can you grasp? Can you grab that? Now this this is a I'm more of a teacher, not a preacher. So I'm saying that you know, then the first in the first service you could earn pin drop most of the service. I'm taking it that they were just listening intently. <laughs> so hopefully you're listening intently. So God, the Holy Spirit is God. We're going to go to Acts 5, 1 and 4 just to clarify this because we said we was going to do everything in a lot of scripture. So Acts 5, 1 and 4. And it, how many of you heard about Ananias and Sapphira? But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. They sold a piece of land, sold a piece of property. And he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it. And brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. So he sold a piece of land and he's making it look like that the piece of land that he sold, he's giving to the church at that time. He's giving it to the church. He's making it look like he's giving it all to the church. That's really what he's doing. But he's not. Being deceitful. Making it look one way but actually being another. And so, and he brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, and Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Remember Holy Spirit. Underline, you can, if you're in your Bible, underline Holy Spirit. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sowed, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And there you go. God, Holy Spirit, God, link them together. Talking about God, the Holy Spirit, so that's what shows you in Scripture that the Holy Spirit is God. Number three, He has all the same attributes of God. Because he is God. He knows all. He sees all. 
and he exists. He existed before time and outside of space and matter. So you got we live in a realm that has to do with time, space, and matter. Nothing that we see, that we touch, uh, that none of that is outside of those three factors. We exist inside time, space, and matter. But before there was time, before there was space, and before there was matter, there was God. And there was God the Father, there was God the Son, and there was God the Holy Spirit. All three of them. Now, if you take away time, we can't exist. If you just take one component out of that, time, space, and matter, if you take one component out of it, we cease to exist. But God, at any point, He exists outside of all of us. Before any of them. And he sees the beginning and the end at the same time. This, and well, how can he do it? Because he's God. He exists outside of time. So he sees the beginning and the end all at the same time. So at any point, he can step in and he can step out. And he can step in and he can step out. Because he's God. And he existed before all of so this. So that's just a foundational truth that you need to know. He has all the same attributes of God because he is God. Knows all, sees all, and existed before anything. It says in, the, in John, that in the beginning was the word, word was God. With God, nothing had you know, He created everything, and uh, the Holy Spirit was there. Same God, same God. You can't have one without having the other two. Yeah. Think that we, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Some of you may be like, "This is weird." Well, we're just weird people. The, the uh, just to show you, one in three people are weird. So you're sitting there, right? So look to your left. Look to your right. And if either neither one of them are weird, it's probably that's gonna be funny, y'all. It actually is not one in three, it's one in two. <laughs> How many of you are weird? I'm weird. So, I mean, we're all weird. And uh, thank you to those who are being honest. Those of you who did raise your hand, you really are weird. Just letting you know. But the scripture says that we are peculiar people. We're weird people. Deal with it. We're weird. And if you don't think I'm weird, but you probably do think I'm weird, ask my wife. She'll tell you I'm really weird. <laughs> hey, who do I? So I'll tell you something weird. 
Who eats ketchup on bread? See? It's just weird. Uh, I had, a, I had a, a brother-in-law that ate peanut butter below the sandwiches. He said it was delicious. My guy's got two brother-in-laws to do it. They really don't seem that weird to me, but they're weird. Okay. Uh, some examples to show you. So all these things that we, we've talked about so far, John 4, 24 says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And all these scriptures that I've given you so far have all been New Testament scriptures. And so I feel like that I want to show you some Old Testament scriptures that involve the Holy Spirit. Y'all with me? Y'all cool with that? Okay. Uh, this one's an easy one for you to find. If you'll go to the first book of the Bible, Genesis, you'll go to the first chapter of the Bible, chapter 1, and you'll go to the second verse of the Bible. We'll see the Holy Spirit right here. It says in Genesis 1 and 2, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. There you go. From the moment of creation, the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, was here. Judges 14, 5, and 6. This is about Samson. How many of you heard about Samson? Yes, Samson. He was a jacked up person too. Have you ever noticed that all the stories in the Bible, besides the story of Jesus, Jesus was the only not jacked up person that's in the Bible. All other characters that are in the Bible, these are all stories about jacked up people. For real. So and if you go back and you research that and you really look at how messed up they was, good thing. Well, I'm, I'm pretty messed up, but I don't know if I was messed up with some of these guys. So, but we're going to talk about Samson. So, Samson had found this lady. He had, he had a lady that he really wanted to hang out with. He really wanted to get to know, but he couldn't do it unless his father made arrangements for him to go back then, right? So he's like, Dad, hey, and this little hottie down here, she lived down here in Timmy. This is the one for me right there. And his dad says, hey, you know what? Look at, look at, look at your own people. And he's like, hmm, no, ain't nothing like that one right there. That's the one I want right there. So they're going down to make these arrangements. So Samson went down to Timna with his father and his mother. And they came to a vineyard of Timnus, Judges 14, 5 and 6. Now to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. Though he had nothing in his hands to do with his bare hands. When the lion comes out, and we get it, he just rips the thing apart. The Spirit of God came upon him mildly and he tears the thing apart. Did something supernatural. Uh, but he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. And if you go on, 
if, if, you, if you read on in this, and this is the way it was with the prophets, uh, with the, the, the prophets and the judges and, and the different, different times, the Spirit, God the Spirit, God the Holy Spirit would come and rest upon them for a brief amount of time. And then he would lift off of them. So he would come upon them and then he would withdraw from them. This is Old Testament. Because there had not been the sacrifice for their sins to where they could be a clean dwelling place for the Holy Spirit to come and dwell. Are you with me? So this is, this is just, just that. And even when, uh, you know, it went on with Delilah and she... She was trying to, uh, the Philistines was trying to, to take Samson out because he had wreaked all kinds of havoc. And, uh, you know, he would shake himself and, and the Spirit of God would come upon him and give him supernatural strength and supernatural ability. Y'all remember supernatural strength and supernatural ability. We're going to talk about this a little later. Uh, but he would shake himself and then the Spirit would come upon him and he would just do these crazy things. I mean, supernatural things, you know, like bind him with, with ropes. And he'd just break the ropes. They'd bind him with chains and he'd break the chains. He'd put the jawbone of the donkey and whoop like 10,000. By whooping, I mean, you put him in the grave. You put him in the grave. Uh, so, <coughs> that's just that. When the, the, the God and the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament is just a perfect picture of how he just comes upon a person and he would come off of him. Uh, in Psalms 143, 10, it says, Teach me to do your will. You are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Which is a foretelling of what the spirit is going to do for us. So in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit come upon people and he withdrew from them. It was just a temporary dwelling. But in the New Testament, here we go. This is where we live today. This is the New Testament. So we got uh, pictures of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Now we're going to go to the New Testament. And we got a lot of scriptures, guys, to go through. But in the New Testament examples, God the Holy Spirit comes to reside with us. To help us live an overcoming life full of grace and glory. So, whether it's your first day or you've been at this 35 years. In the first service, there were some people in here that knew me a long time ago. Is there anybody here maybe like 30 years ago? 35 years ago? No. We're all good. <laughs> People in the previous service that did me a long time ago. They can know what I'm talking about. But the person I was 30 years ago, or 35 years ago, is not the same person that you're looking at right now. The person that was 30, if you knew me 35 years ago, I mean, I did things, y'all, that were despicable that I won't even, that I'll go to my grave with. Because they're, just, they're, they're horrible things that I did. That's not who I am. Even though I grew up in church and all that, I still 
from about $15, $23, $22. I did some crazy things. Uh, some really some crazy things, some really bad things. Uh, not only to myself, but to the people, things that I'm not proud of. But that Joey that was then is not the Joey today. And it's because of the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. And it's, and it's not, not uh, for my glory. I don't tell you that for my glory. That's just a real, a real story. It's not for my glory, but it's to His glory that He changed me. And this is called, we're going to use an old Christian word that is not used anymore. It's called sanctification. This is, this is his work, sanctification. He is going to sanctify you. He's going to change you. And I say 35 years ago, it could be three to five years ago. I'm not the same person I was three to five years ago. Pete, you're not the same person you was three to five years ago. You're not the same person you was three to five months ago. Pastor Cash, you're not the same person you was back then. That's just the way. Cliff, you're not the same person you was three to five months ago. You're changing. And it's a process that the Holy Spirit, this is His work. This is God's work. He's the only one that can change from the inside out. And so much of the time we look at the outside and we want to judge from the outside. And oh my goodness, I was bad at that for a long, long time. I would see somebody like, oh no, they ain't ever going to make it. Yeah, this ain't right, that ain't right. They're still doing this right here. They're doing that right there. They're talking bad. And, you know, even though they was in church yesterday morning and crying their eyes out, God saved, you know, this is, they, they should already change. Well, it's not something that happens all at one time. Sometimes it does happen all at one time, but it's a process. And it's the working of the Holy Spirit coming and, and, and He's giving grace where grace is needed. So that in turn you can give glory to the Father because of the work that He's done in Amen? Y'all can amen there right there because that's the truth because y'all ain't none of y'all the same people y'all was three to five years ago or three to five months ago. And some of us ain't even the same person that was three to five minutes ago. <laughs> some of us changed. Amen. I'm telling you. And hopefully you're not the same person when we started this about 35 minutes ago as you are about 20 minutes ago. And what he does, he, he sanctifies you and he works in you and changes you so that in turn you can be used by him to change somebody else. He does, he does the things in you and He works in you and He works through you and He changes you and He sanctifies you and He makes you a different person so that you can bring glory to God and also that you can be a witness of His glory. Examples in the New Testament, we'll go right back to John chapter 14. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father 
and he will give you another helper and he may abide with you forever. He will abide and he will reside with you forever. Not a temporary dwelling, but a permanent dwelling. The spirit of truth in the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him and dwells with you and will be in you. These things I have spoken, verse 25, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He brings to remembrance. It says that he'll bring to remembrance all things he said to me. Now there is sometimes I've been uh, reading the Bible for a, a, quite a few years. We'll say more than 20 years. Really reading the Bible, studying the Bible. And there's things that I read 15 years ago that sometimes I'll read something yesterday and I can't tell you what I, what I read yesterday today. Sometimes it's just that way. With my mind, I don't have a good memory like that. i got a good memory with numbers. I can remember numbers. Phone numbers are easy for me. Uh, birthdays, uh, just any type of any type of numbers. I'm good with numbers. I can remember numbers. Like there's somebody told me a number yesterday, and I still remember it. So if you don't want me to know your combination, don't tell me the numbers because I will just I remember them forever. Or if you tell me whatever I need to do, whatever I need to do, you need to change it. I won't forget it. That that kind of memory when it comes to numbers. Words and everything. But there's things I read 15, 15 years ago that I might be talking to somebody. And there's something that needs to be said that will that will benefit them. That God will, the Holy God, I said that God, that God the Holy Spirit will bring to my remembrance of something I read 15 years ago. Out of scripture that I can give to them. That helps them get through whatever it is. Or maybe pushes them through the victory. Pushes them through the victory. Pushes them to salvation. So, that's just a personal example. For John, for, uh, Acts 1 and 5, for John, this is Jesus talking, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Acts 1 and 8. We're going to spend a little time here. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Jesus, that's Jesus talking. And he turns right back around and he says, you're going to have this power for this purpose. Be a witness. How many? And you don't have to show your hand. But I, I can I can do it. Again. I'm not George. George is not shy. You know, it's hard for me to get in front of people and act goofy. He don't care. <laughs> He just, he's just funny. But I have a hard time with that. And so to go and witness 
to somebody, and maybe I'm in the Walmart parking lot, or I'm walking at the Chevron gas station emergency, or I'm in Tyler uh, eating, you know, the hotel where we eat, Tyler, bring Mexican food. If you ever want to take me and my wife out to my wife loves Mexican food. She eats out to eat. She eats Mexican So you say, hey, you don't want to eat this? If you say Mexican food, she's like, I'm in. But we may be, you know, just hanging out. Maybe we're at the lake on the boat, running into somebody in the boat room. And, you know, how many of you ever get to that feeling like, oh, I should talk to that person? I feel like God was going to talk to that person. And you're like, man, you know, I really think I should talk to that person, but I don't want them to reject me. I don't want them to get mad at me. Uh, nowadays, you know, I don't want them to pull out a gun and start shooting me. But the Holy Spirit gives you power so that you can overcome that fear. And if you would just open your mouth, He will put the words in that that person is there. And when you're doing that, so this is why you have the infilling of the Spirit, of God, the Holy Spirit, is so that you can be a witness. And while you are witnessing, this is where we get into gifts. These different things. The, uh, I'm actually going to read. Uh, I was. I wasn't really. The gifts. This word of knowledge, word of wisdom, working of miracles, healing, uh, prophesying, gift of tongues, all these different things, all these different gifts. And while you are witnessing to this person or this people group, if those gifts are needed to push that person that you're witnessing to or that people group that you're witnessing to, to bring them along, those gifts are made available to you at that time. That's what those gifts are for. Because what is the Holy Spirit constantly, what is God the Holy Spirit, who is He constantly pointing to? He's constantly pointing to God the Son. And so everything that He does, everything that He does, He's doing for the purpose of pointing you to Jesus, pointing the people you're talking to to Jesus. So those gifts that are made available, it's not that you just get one gift. Get all and whenever you need them, he will be there to supply whatever it is you need. So if you need a, a word of wisdom for somebody, he will give you the word of wisdom for somebody. If you need a word of knowledge for somebody, he will give you the word of knowledge at that point. If there needs to be a healing that needs to take place in this person's life, he will bring the gift of healing or a gift of miracles in that person's life, he will bring the gift of miracles in that person's life. You're not just ready, you're not just so much of the time we get these blinders on and we think, well, I can only work inside this. I can only I, I, I can only operate in this gift. So we can all operate in all those gifts. It would just be obedient. Follow his Direction, follow his guidance. 
you'd be surprised at the things that God can do through you. Because if you read your Bible, it's Jack and he's talking about one guy. And he done crazy stuff through their lives. And they're no more jacked in than what we are. You can do it too. Just got to be obedient. Follow his voice. Acts 2, 1 and 4, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, this is another example of the Holy Spirit, of God, the Holy Spirit in the New, uh, New Testament. On the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire that set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them over. This is the verse that has divided the church for so long. Okay, so I'm not trying to offend nobody. I don't want to offend nobody. So if I offend you, I'm sorry. But it's not about the untie my bow tie because I want to buy a hunter. It's not all about speaking in tongues. It's about making yourself available to be used by God. And if he needs to use you in that in that facet, then he will use you in that facet. Lots of times he's going to use, it, use you in a place that you're more comfortable being used. So maybe it is a word of knowledge. Maybe it is a word of wisdom. Maybe it is the gift of miracles. Maybe it is the gift of healings. It may not always be the gift of tongues, although we're going to talk about tongues a little later. So you need to listen to the whole series. Because I know you're thinking about, oh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. That's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. We talked about one ago. We're not ever two people weird. And I, all y'all raised your hand. Said you was weird. So we're all weird. So. But it's not all about the tongue. It's about being obedient to the Spirit. Being obedient to God's Spirit. So, who is He? Who is the Holy Spirit? Oh, he's God. John 6, 65, and He said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. God the Father says, Yes, that one, He's made a way for all. To come to Jesus. Because you got to be drawn to God's Spirit. Because the, the Bible says that men's heart, that men's hearts are evil. And that they're constantly, that they love darkness rather than light. And so they're constantly thinking about And so whenever you got saved, I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna say we're all saved in here. And so when you got saved, do you think that it was you that realized that you needed a Savior? Was it you that realized that? Or did somebody reveal that? Somebody revealed that. It had to because you were convicted. And so therefore you knew that you needed to be saved from destruction.
you close your eyes right where you're at. Clear your mind. Take everything out of your mind. Just clear it. And focus on this question. What is God, the Holy Spirit, speaking to you? Thank you. 